Welcome back to another edition of Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live right now. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at, at Edgework. Zach Bodenstein, Dave Pinota, Dennis Bernstein of the fourth period. Good morning to you both. And we were requested to start with uh, something that's uh, a little interesting, right? I mean, Eric Carlson, uh, we were told reportedly, is on the trading block, or at least they're listening to offers. Mike Greer is now. Obviously, this is not expected. We came into this year thinking this was a dead contract, and maybe it still is, right? I mean, he's got 11 and a half left a year uh, at five years, five more years on that deal. But, you know, he's playing tremendously over 25 minutes a game, and he's leading all D in scoring this year. He had a really nice play on Jack Eichel last night when he was cutting to the net. He kind of stripped him with one uh, hand. So, uh, Dave, I want to start with you. I mean, that was, uh, you know, it's it's been a tremendous year, kind of a bounce back year, a revelation for Eric Carlson. But how realistic is a trade? I mean, they're listening, but can they actually get it done? Well, I mean, there were some teams that had kind of poked around to see what that would look like uh, in the last couple of weeks here based on how he's performed. It's funny. I, I, we did a, a segment on um, on TFP yesterday that we recorded, and I mentioned – we talked about Eric Carlson and mentioned him like, look, I don't know how his future is going to hold up. We'll get to that later. And then Mike Greer comes out and says, yeah, we're listening. We're taking calls. Um, like you said, it's a lot of money. It's a big ticket. No question um, to bring him in. You know, luckily he was paid out his $10 million bonus earlier on this year. So just $2 million in salary the rest of the way this season. But um, he still owed. 22 23 million the next couple of seasons then the money starts to dip um look if, if san jose is willing to retain some money and take a body back then i think it'll make it easier um but you know look how he's performing right now uh it, it, he's certainly an attractive piece to a number of teams it's just is this a one-off what's he going to do the last three years of his contract so that's where things are going to kind of potentially offset but Look, Greer said he's been he's had an open line of communication with his players, including Eric Carlson. If something pops up, because everybody knows in San Jose that they're trying to rebuild. Uh, so if something pops up, he'll go to the player and go from there. I got to imagine Carlson's not the only one they're listening on. And DB, I mean, we were just we were just touching yeah. on it, right? I mean, Eric Carlson's had a bounce back year, but the money is certainly an issue. How realistic in your mind is it that he gets moved to another team, whether they have to retain or, like Dave said, take another contract back to kind of even things out? Zach, I was so upset about that rumor I left the show for a couple of minutes, so I just <laughs> have to re, reconstitute myself. Uh, there's no way. Like, he, he has to prove to me like, this would be a trade I would make if I was another general manager um, in, over the summer. He would have to prove to me that he can play 82, 78, 70, because there's so much risk with respect to his, the health and the history of his injuries. Yeah. I, I couldn't do this right now. And I'd have to be a contending team. Contending team probably doesn't have enough cap space for it, right? Because if you're a middling team, you're a lower team, you're not going to trade for him. And those are the teams that usually have cap space. I think he's stuck there. I, I really do. Unless, and Dave and I have talked about, maybe at half retention, but even – and then why would the Sharks want to retain him? Yeah, exactly. They're trying to, but they want to use that space and that money. Yeah. So, and I applaud Mike Griffith saying, hey, look, we're open for business. We're going to do it. First of all, nobody makes trades 15 games into the season. So maybe down the, you know, maybe he's trying to, you know, create a, a market for him at the trade deadline. But that would be, let's put it this way. If I was a scout and my life depended on my job, on my selections and my job, like, I wouldn't be recommending Eric Carlson. I, I really, It's a great start. Good for him. I'm glad to see that he's playing well. 
But the Sharks do need some players. You just can't trade everyone. Now, you're not going to trade Hurdle and and Meyer, although they might, Dave. I don't know. So it, it's, never say it's never. great. <laughs> right. It's great fodder for guys like us to have that rumor come out or that that pronouncement come out. I I just don't see a path to trade here. It just plus, as Dave mentioned, he's got a no movement clause. So even if you found the partner in Cat, not well, it wouldn't be Calgary, but like Calgary Edmonton, does he want to leave San Jose to play there? Uh, he's never won a cup, so maybe. But I don't you know. You know, Northern California's uh, you know weather in the wintertime is a lot better than Calgary and Edmonton. So I exact, I just don't see it. But it's great for us. It's great to talk Look. about. Um, a public pronouncement that Mike Greer made. When they traded Brett Burns to Carolina, his $8 million cap, they retained $2.72 million a year. So if it's $11.5 million for Eric Carlson, do they retain $3 million? Maybe. But I don't think it's going to be anything significant. Um, like, definitely not half. So you got to get creative in, in what you want to do here if you're trying to acquire the guy. And you also got to eventually convince him that this is the right spot to not only chase the Stanley Cup, but to live for the next three and a half years. So, right. you know, he's got a family. He's got to figure that out. There's all these different elements. But like I said, Carlson's not going to be the only name we're going to hear um, coming out of San Jose this season. They got a lot of moves they'd like to make. They got a lot of tinkering with that lineup that they'd eventually like to make. So we'll see. DB mentioned Timo Meyer. He's an RFA at the end of the season. They want to hit a home run on this rebuild. Maybe move him at the deadline. Imagine that, right? Eh? <laughs> That's a cool. rebuild. That's yeah. the AHL team plan. It's the Barracuda plan in San Jose. Yeah, he was drafted just in 2015, right? He's probably their best player. That would be something for sure. Uh, yeah, and they've got quite a bit of dead money already as it is. You mentioned the Burns uh, re- retention, D- uh, Dave, and then – you know, they're also paying quite a few players quite a lot of money that just aren't worth it. Yep. And then on top of that, I think they're also still paying Martin Jones for his bio. So there's quite a bit there, uh, quite a bit of gymnastics that they need to do. So uh, that is uh, the latest on the Sharks and Eric Carlson. We'll see if anything materializes there. Uh, we'll start uh, after that talking about last night's games. And Dave must have washed his hair or something because he's not wearing that devil's hat anymore. But maybe you Uh-oh. should. Okay, there you go. There it is. Ten in a row, baby. Ten in a row. Put on last night on NHL Network. So that's what he should do. That's well. The Coyotes rolling, too. I got the I got the mullet back there. Nice little collection here. But, man, ten in a row. It's, I think they're on a bit of a heater. What do you think? <laughs> I'd say so. As Jack Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, and everything's there, right? Except for the special teams. Like, this is something. They've won 10 in a row. Special teams are mid-pack to bottom, you know, bottom third of the league. But five on five, they've been good. They're they're out shooting opponents by a wide margin. So, Dave, there's a lot to like in New Jersey right now. A lot of guys putting up a lot of points. Dougie Hamilton's healthy now. So, you're kind of seeing the whole thing mesh. And the goaltending, uh, Vitek Vanacek's look great. So, lots to oh, like so far. And probably a team that all three of us want to touch going forward when it comes to betting. Yeah, and, and we've talked about we talked about it last week, the depth. Like they're getting obviously Jesper Bratt and Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes are putting up the big numbers and Dougie Hamilton on the back end. But Miles Wood, six goals on the season, six or seven, whatever it is. Nathan Bastion contributing as well. They're getting contributions from other guys on this team that um I mean, you look at this roster and you go, 
from top to bottom right now, they're clicking. All three deep pair are playing well and playing on both sides. And like you said, Zach, I mean, friggin' Vanacek has been lights out. So, I mean, if you're rolling on a goalie right now, he's a good guy to go after. Um, and uh, like th- this team right now, and eventually they'll get an L and they'll start to even out yeah. um, to a certain extent. But I mean, there's nothing that they've shown me those first couple of games of the season aside when everybody wanted to fire Lindy Ruff. Other than that, there's nothing since then that's shown me that this team is due for massive regression this season. So they're going to keep rolling. They'll lose a couple in a row here and there and blah, 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 blah. But this team looks like they're legit in terms of being a, a playoff team this season. And when you're getting great goaltending and ridiculous um, offensive outputs and efforts and shot totals from the guys up front, I mean, you just hammer this team for as long as you can. Yeah, uh, their puck possession game is ridiculous. Yeah. Number two, you know, when you lose all those years in New Jersey and you get two first overall picks, eventually you want the team to be good. And, and maybe it's now. So with Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, like down the middle, that's – you should start winning games. Those are yeah. two exceptional players. Uh, I question the scoring on the wings. and The Palat injury is a major miss. But but I was asked on yesterday, I hosted on SiriusXM, and I think this team had staying power. Here's why I think they do. Siegenthaler, Hamilton, John Marino, and Ryan Graves. It's a no. solid top four defensively. No. So I, I think that part of the reason their puck position is not just their forwards. I think they have a really solid top four defense. And Vanacek's going to play like this. Well, he can't play like this for the rest of the season because he'll win the Vesna. I don't think he's going to win the Vesna. But it, it's all coming together. Sometimes it takes time for teams to gel. And the fans shouldn't have booed two games in because it takes time to put the, together a team. Um, at least they did the apology cheer as well. So they, they were <laughs> sorry. Was to yeah. Off. But, but yes, right now, this is a very hot team to play. I would play overs. And uh, they, they are, and they've right. There's going to be a trough. This is not a 125 point team, but while they're hot, you should be watching them and see what kind of prices you get every night when they play. Yeah. Yeah. Clicking on all cylinders and, you know, they're just one, you know, Damon Severson, Dougie Hamilton injury away from Simon Nemitz stepping in. So, I'd be excited to see that. Um, on the flip side, a team that's not so hot right now, the Pittsburgh Penguins lose again. That's seven regulation losses in their uh, last 11 games, two, seven, and two overall. And they've given up more than three goals seven times. And whether it's Jari, whether it's DeSmith, they're not even scoring a whole lot. So DB, Pittsburgh, a team that I'd probably want to go against right now. You think eventually they'll snap out of the funk, but right now it doesn't look like they're any closer to doing it. I guess they shouldn't have traded John Marino. That, that was the problem to their defense. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I would play overs in these games. This team doesn't. This team lacks confidence. They can't hold these. Last night was I, that was a terrible start, and it was to the Leafs. And the Leafs haven't been playing great. It's not that they they were playing you know Vegas or New Jersey. They, they didn't show up early against Leafs. They they did rally, but I, I think all the things that you thought might go wrong with this team because they they kept the band together and a bunch of older players. It's coming to fruition. They look slow. They look like they, they get tired at the end of games. They can't hold leads. And that's the problem with, with – and you're right, the Smith and Jerry, they haven't been great. Like, it's not entirely their fault. And that's why when you look at goals against averages and save percentages, it's not always on the goalies. Yeah. It's how the teams are playing in front of them. And they, they haven't been great, but they haven't got much help. 
there's certainly a lack of confidence, which is weird for a team that's so old and so veteran. You would think the one thing they, they wouldn't lack would be confidence. I just don't look at a very confident team. They're waiting for something bad to happen to them right now. And that's why you see them, even with that great start on a skid, and now people are starting to say, hey, these are, this is one of the teams that maybe would fall out from the top eight that were last, uh, last season's playoff teams. They're getting their shots. Like they put up 37 against against Toronto. I mean, I mean the quality needs to improve, but it's not like they're just sitting back getting shellacked every night and putting up 12 shots. I mean, these guys are trying to create chances, but you know, when you get into a funk like this, even when you're a team like Pittsburgh with those guys like Sid and Latang and and Gino Malkin, sometimes you get um, you know, stuck in a bit of a rut here. So this team, as much as they you know, they're, they're, they've been solid on the shot total. Guys are getting their opportunities, or at least their looks. Um, may not be seizing those opportunities, clearly, but they're getting the looks. It's just they can't finish. And eventually that turns around. And I guess the lucky part for them, you know, right now, they're just a game under 500, despite that crap run that they uh, – negative run that they were on. But, you know, eventually you got to think they're, they're going to snap out of this one. I'm just not sure I'm confident as to when that is. So until they do get a W and put up, you know, a, a couple consistent good performances, I may stay off them for a little bit. On the flip side, DB was talking about Toronto, but, you know, they're starting to seemingly turn a corner 5-1-1 one, and one in their last seven games in November. And Matt Murray's healthy now, and I thought he played pretty well yesterday. Uh, but is this a team, Dave, that you want to stay off of as well because you think things are going to even out? Are you high on Toronto? What's what's your feeling going into, you know, their next several games? Just a great regular season team. So <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with them um, and, and roll with it. And I may, I may stay on JT, to be honest with you. If yeah. him and, and Mitch Marner stick together, you know, three years ago when, when he had his 40-goal season, he attributed a lot of that to Mitch Marner. And then the following season, they put Mitch on with Austin Matthews for a good stretch. Um, and he wasn't too happy about that. Little complaints in the coach's office about it, but whatever. Um, they're back together now. And I may, I may stick with those two for the next little bit, at least number 91, John Tavares. So that might be so, – I mean, if, look, Keith has a tendency of mixing things around consistently. But based on how they played yesterday – um, he may keep that together, keep Nylander up with Austin Matthews and Michael Bunting, and then keep um, Marner and, and Kerfoot and Tavares together. So, you know, we'll see how that kind of rolls out. But I might stick with them, uh, or at least with 91 for the next little bit in terms of um, point total shots, because he's going to get looks with, with Mitch Marner on his wing. You know, Zach, a lot of people are holding future tickets on Austin Matthews winning the Rocket Richard, and they're – they're kind of sweating right now, and he's gotten a little, a little hotter. So I think the one thing I would look for in a trend with there, at some point Austin's going to get really hot, and he's going to score seven goals in eight, eight games or yeah. something crazy like that. I, I would watch for him to start getting momentum. It hasn't been there. Yeah, he's, he's been scoring goals, but not the clip that you need to win. You know, with some of these guys like Bo Horvat and Connor McDavid, you know, scoring a goal a game, he's trailing that. So they, the – that future ticket doesn't look great, but at some point he's going to get hot. I think that's what you look at. Other than that, I'm not confident about this team. Yeah, they're on a nice run in November. They should win some games. When you look at that defense, now you hear about Jake Muzzin, cervical spine issues, uh, cervical neck issues. He's not going to be looked at again until February. I, I, I'm, I'm playing. A, I'm looking for the right opponent, and I'm looking for the overs because I just don't believe in this team defensively or, like they said, in the playoffs once we get there in April. 
And TJ Brody's out for the next couple of weeks too. So yeah. a lot to watch, maybe play the overs on Toronto games going forward. Uh, last team I want to touch on from yesterday is a team that DB was waiting to fall off. I'm sure he's kind of rubbing his hands about this one. The Flyers. We were like, what's going on with the Flyers? Why do they keep winning? But uh, not the case lately. Four straight losses, uh, 19 goals given up in those four games. DB, it looks like they're back and not in a good way. <laughs> Uh, you gotta love John Tortorella. He, if anybody saw that uh, end game on the bench interview with Brian Boucher, <laughs> what's going on with the team? We suck. Uh, we, we suck. Can't forecheck. Exactly. Sitting on national team. We can't forecheck. What do you want your team to do? Sleep and forecheck. Look, Zach. There's just not enough talent on this team, right? It, it, there's going to be games where Carter Hart's going to be on an island. He's not going to get support from his defense and his forwards. And you saw that last night. It, it's. It's not a very good team. They will try hard. Uh, there will be more than one bag skate this season for this team when they don't play well. Uh, there will be structure. Guys will commit to, to being all in and playing 60 minutes. They will block shots. They just will not be a very good team. They don't score enough. There's just not enough offensive talent here to think that they're going to be able to, you know, when, when they were winning games, they weren't overpowering teams, right? They were winning 3-2 games. They were grinding out games. They'll continue to grind out games. And I think the fans in Philadelphia – want to see the try that that wasn't there last season and no structure. I mean, the difference with this team, Zach, is like, I agree. They were not going to continue their early clip, but they're not. I watched games and five minutes in the games were over last season. It'd be two, nothing. They wouldn't have any structure. They'd give up tons of chances. They leave the goalies out to dry. That's yeah. not happening this season. So the games are more competitive and closer. It doesn't mean they're going to win games. But they are, but you can see a path towards contention if, well, if it's Chuck Fletcher, I don't know who's going to be the GM after this season. That may change. Um, it has to add talent to this team. So yeah. if you're going to play this team, you're going to bet against them going forward, and you're probably going to play a lot of unders because I don't see a lot of offense coming from this team going forward. No, the guys that are producing are, are I mean, they came into this seat like Travis Konechny came in with a chip on his shoulder. And you add that chip along with what Torts brings, and you're going to get points. So, you know, he's being given opportunities to perform and, and to succeed, and he's taking advantage of it. I don't think he's going to slow down this season. I think he's going to maintain a solid level of offense. So if you are looking at somebody on Philadelphia, I mean, he's probably a guy to go after, um, both in, in terms of putting up points and as well as getting on the shot clock or a shot total. But he had five last night against Columbus. Um, he put up a couple points. That's going to be kind of consistent for him as the season moves along. Three to five shots a night and, you know, one, two points um, every night, every second night kind of deal. Like, I think he's going to be hovering around the 70-75 mark in terms of point total by the end of the season, whether he ends up staying there or not, because he was a guy that was subject to a lot of trade discussion the last couple yeah. of seasons. You know, maybe he performs well now. They're They're, they're going through – I can tell you, and I mentioned this on NHL Network yesterday, that Philadelphia's let the league know that they're willing to listen. They're not actively shopping anybody like Connect Me or Sandheim, who they just signed to an extension that kicks in next year, or, or other guys. But if you're interested in one of our guys, give us a call. We'll listen. We're not against make, moving some bodies other than maybe Carter Hart. So yeah. some interesting stuff in, in, in Philly. But in terms of their performance, I mean, overall, yes, there's some injuries. It's kind of coming back down to earth a little bit. And I think if you are going to hammer anybody on this team, I mean, Kevin Hayes, decent as well, although he's not really big on the shot side of things. Um, and Owen Tippett, look, in terms of depth, 
um, and mid six, he's been doing all right. He's been, he's been creating chances. So, you know, he might be a guy to pick up every, every couple games or so. Okay. So if you can drop guys to watch for yeah. the Flyers, let's fire off tonight's games, uh, LA plus 125 against Edmonton minus 50. And I started with this game because DB's quite familiar with the LA Kings. So I do want to get your touches uh, on this DB. Um, it's, you know, it's going to be a crazy game. I think one that you and I both think is going to have quite a bit of goals. LA gave up six against Calgary the other night. And, yeah. uh, you know, the special teams kind of trend that way, saying that there are going to be quite a bit of goals. So what's your feeling coming into this game between LA and Edmonton? All right, you want picks? I got picks. I'm proud of this game. Um, I like the Kings to win tonight. Uh, that uh, effort – you got to figure they're going to play a little better defense than they did in Calgary because that defense was nonsense. So, so getting on the puck line, getting a goal and a half at 179, I like that. I agree with you, Zach. The over, you got to play the over in this game, over six and a half. Uh, these teams score a lot in the second period. So I would play the yeah. over in the second period, over a goal and a half. And the guy who keeps accumulating points and I think is going to be a big difference maker for this team, and I've been touting him since they traded for him in the offseason, uh, Kevin Fiala is on a, both a goal and point streak. I like him for an anytime point tonight. He's a great facilitator. He makes this offense much more dangerous. He's the main reason why, along with Gabe Velarde, why this team is very, very different this season. Last season it was, you know, win games three to two. The goal differential for the entire season was a plus three. Um, it's it's minus two right now, the goal differential, but they score a lot of goals. Like At, at 6-3 in Calgary, you figure, okay, that game last season is probably 8-3 or whatever. The Kings rallied 6-5. Markstrom finally made a save in that game on Kopitar with uh, less than 20 seconds to go. So uh, I'm all over this with respect to goal scoring. And I love what Kevin Fidel has done so far in Los Angeles. So I'd like him to get on the board as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm on the over as well. I mean, these two teams just beat the crap out of each other when it comes to putting up goals. We saw it in the playoffs. Um, we saw it last season. I, I think they're just going to go shot for shot. Um, again tonight, mainly because I have zero confidence in anybody in net on either team right now. <laughs> so, th- I mean, that's that's the primary reason. I like Fiala. Um, I'm going with uh, – you mentioned, DB, you mentioned Velarde and what he's been doing. I'm going on him on the over on the shot total, over two and a half shots tonight um, against the Edmonton Oilers. I think this is going to be a fun game, um, and he usually is between these two teams, defense optional. So, um, I'm going – uh, I'm going heavy on the over, and I'm going um, at least on a player prop. I'm taking Velarde on the over shot total of two and a half. An emphasis on the optional defense because Edmonton's given up 35 shots a game, and yeah. with their goaltending right now, like no offense, Stuart Skinner I think has been better than Jack Campbell, but neither guy is uh, really selling. Yeah. So, Dave, uh, I'm with you there. And you know, LA's penalty kill ranked 26th. I think Edmonton is the third ranked power play, so could be a goal fest. We will see. Stay out of the box if you're L.A. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You couldn't do Next less. Game, uh, a central game between the Blues and the Blackhawks. Blues minus 165. Chicago plus 135 in this one. Uh, Chicago didn't score in their last game, and Jordan Bennington's coming off a couple really good games against Vegas and Colorado. Both wins. And, Dave, you think that trend's going to continue if Binner gets the start? Yeah. Yeah. If, he, if he's in there, and, and then I think right now he's the expected starter. Um, I don't think Chicago scored tonight either. So I'm taking Jordan Bennington with the shutout tonight. I'm taking, obviously, the Blues with the W. I'm going to take him on the money line. But um, I, I just think with the way that St. Louis 
kind of beat the crap out of themselves the last little while, trying to get back into the swing of things. You know, Bennington's numbers are crap for the most part, but it's it's primarily of a, a circumstance based on how the team in front of them has performed. You yeah. know, watching some of their games and talking to some of the people that are around this team daily, goaltending is not the primary issue for the St. Louis Blues. It's been their defensive structure. So they've tightened things up the last little bit. The offense, we're going to start to see a little bit more, I would imagine, from guys like Jordan Cairo. And, I mean, Thomas has been solid, but, um, you know, Ryan O'Reilly's picking up a couple points now. But against a team like Chicago, uh, I, I think we're going to start. It's been, it's been a cute start. I think it's going to start to dip for the Blackhawks at this point. Um, and, uh, like I said, I'm going with the goose egg tonight, so I'm going with the shutout with Bennington and the Blues on the money line. I don't know, Zach. This just smells like a three-to-one game to me. Like since two weeks ago, when you went to this game on the schedule, I don't think it's going to be a very exciting game. I agree with it. So Chicago a couple times against LA. Detroit. Look, I don't know. You know, people talk about uh, the offseason. Talk about Patrick Kane being traded and where he's going to go. And nobody's. And I know because there may be some health reasons. Jonathan Taves this season. He's won sixty-two percent of his faceoffs. He scored seven goals, three on the power play, and nobody's like. Well, if they, if they could find a way to get into Chicago to play second-line center for the playoffs, that would be amazing. I mean, to Colorado, that would be fantastic. Uh, this game, just, just look, you got to play the Blues because they, they finally woke up. A great win in Vegas the other night. Um, and you got to play the under. Like, I, it, it, to me, it's a 3-1 game. So play, if the to, even the total's six or five and a half, I don't think they score more than four tonight between the two teams combined. Brandon Saad goals in three straight games. So – uh, now he's healthy. We'll see if that line can get going with O'Reilly, Dave, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, last game is uh, Buffalo and Ottawa. Buffalo plus 140, Ottawa minus 165. And this is a weird one. Both teams are not good right now. Buffalo's lost six straight. And Ottawa, eight of their last nine, including a Buffalo loss where they gave up five to Vancouver yesterday. But one guy that I want to look at for this game is Claude Giroux because it looks like he's getting a little bit comfortable in his hometown now. The 98-point streak, 13 points over that stretch. And he's minus 215 for an anytime point. So, Dave, are you looking at any props? Uh, Claude Giroux uh, is a pretty good one. But overall, how do you feel this uh, game is going to play out? This is another goalie optional kind of matchup. So uh, I I think we're going to get – I'm going the over in this one. I'm taking the over in this game. I honestly don't know which way it's going to go. Like, Ottawa needs to get a win, but and Buffalo's been slumping lately, but they're playing the Sens. So, <laughs> I, I like this. This For me, it could go either way. So, I'm, just, I'm sticking with the over. Look, Giroux's been, been steady the last little while. So, would it surprise me if he gets on the score sheet? No, I'm uh, certainly not. But I'm going with a Brady Kachuk anytime goal um, in this one. That's my prop for this game. So a player prop anyway. So I like I like the over. I, I've been going back and forth on which team I think could pull it off. Honestly, for me, it's a flip of the coin. So I'm sticking with the over six and a half goals in this one. And I'm going with one of those being at any timer from Brady Kachuk. Remember that start Buffalo had? And remember set out, we don't need Jack Eichel. And then Jen, Jack came to town and scored a hat trick in the third period of this team. Yeah, the whole team. And since then, it's going. Look, I, I think these teams are better. Like, exactly. I don't think that like there's really bottom feeders in this league, at sixty point teams or anything like that. But both these teams are playing like crap. Let's be real, right? Now. I watched the Ottawa against the Islanders. They kind of put up an effort, but they weren't really dangerous. Buffalo just keeps losing games, and all. The, and that's you know with 
Darlene, her, and with Owen Power. And, and I like that team. And I always, I've joked for the last 10 seasons that, you know, I always say a prayer for the Sabres fans before I go to sleep at night. Um, this season, I don't have to because you can see the talent. Tage Thompson's a monster, right? I mentioned Darlene and Power, two first overall picks on the blue line. Like Victor Olsen's back. That, that Skinner's still scoring goals. So there's some good things to, to lean into uh, for Buffalo. But that start at 7-3 was a mirage. This team's maybe a 500 team. Don't like either of these teams. I agree with both of you. They're going to score goals. They're going to go over in the first period, and both these teams start fast. I like both these teams to score in the first 10 minutes of the game. I think they're probably at the last 8 out of 10 and 9 of 10. These teams score early. They score a lot. So I like the over in the first period. I like both teams to score uh, in the first 10 minutes of the game. They played well on Saturday. It was at the game against Boston. And uh, really, they, I thought they were the better team, but obviously uh, the veteran team prevailed. And uh, you mentioned Tage, who's on quite a heater in the last month. He's averaging about a point and a half a game and four and a half shots. And, you know, he's got pretty good props on him right now. Plus 145 for an anytime goal, minus 170 anytime point, and then minus 135 for over three and a half shots. So if you are looking for props, I mentioned Claude Giroux, but Tage Thompson also stick with the hot hand and Ottawa's goaltending with, with Anton Forsberg in that now that he's lost the crease. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a revenge performance for him tonight against Buffalo. Um, he's in the starters net. So we'll see if um, maybe he rebounds, but that defense. Yeah. I, I, yeah, like, defense. And Shabbat's out with the Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and Pierre Dorian. These teams are finding weight. You know what? Is, these teams, some. Some teams find a way to lose. These teams find a way to lose. There's always something that happens in the game where they have an opportunity to win the game and they don't, and they, they, they haven't played well. well. But, again, I agree, and the goaltending is up in the air. It's just this game screams 5-4. Now, we might be wrong, but on paper, like, what's to stop the puck from going in the net? I don't really see uh, the strategy from either one of these teams right now, the way they're playing. Yeah. Yeah, five four. I don't care as long as it's over six and a half. So, <laughs> give me a four three final. Go either way. I don't care which team wins. Just give me the over and give me a Kachuk goal, and I'll I'll be happy with that. So we like the overs again, all three of us in consensus there. So uh, let's get into our best prop bet segment. We did touch on them a little bit. DB, what are your best prop bets for the night? Uh, Kevin Fiala anytime point. I'm in Edmonton tonight for LA. Uh, Buffalo and Ottawa. Over in the first period, over a goal and a half. Um, and uh, th- those are the best two I have right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm like just reiterating, I'm going uh, Gabe Velarde over two and a half shots tonight against the Edmonton Oilers. Um, may take a couple guys doing that, quite frankly, but uh, I'm going to go with, with Velarde on that one. Uh, I think the Blues shut out the uh, Blackhawks, um, who will be shut out for two games in a row. So I'm going with a Bennington shutout tonight um, and uh, the Blues on the money line. And then uh, as I mentioned in this last one, Brady Kachuk with an anytime goal for the Ottawa Senators. I don't know which who's going to win this freaking game, but Brady's getting the going to light the lamp tonight. I actually like Tyson Berry. He's plus money to get a point. He's on a four game point streak. He's got uh, ten points over his last eleven games. And I touched on it when we were talking about the LA Oiler game. Uh, LA's penalty kill not good. Oilers power play very good. So uh, if Berry's Q being that, He'll probably get one on the power play. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. And then Dave, we'll go back to you for your best bet or best bets, just to recap. Uh, for for me, it's the like I said, the over I think is pretty clear for LA and Edmonton, um, as well as Ottawa and Buffalo. So I'm going over in both of those guys, both of those games. 
Um, and just St. Louis straight up on the money line against Chicago. I'd be pretty surprised if, if the Blues lose tonight. I mean, A, I'll be a little pissed off because I want them to win and I'm taking them. Um, but they got a good – they need to have a good hard look in the mirror. I said, what the hell the kind of team they think they are this season. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they got the W, but I'm taking them on the money line. Uh, Kings uh, plus uh, on the puck line, minus 179. I think they actually win the game outright. I agree with David. I, I don't know how St. Louis is going to lose this game. like Because they are a little bit of a streak now. They went into Vegas and won. They won a couple in a row. They have to win this game now. Like If, if you're like a serious team, you want to get out of this hole, you go win this game. Chicago's ready to get beat. So I like St. Louis on the money line as well. I'm with you on the money line. Puck line, I'm always kind of hesitant to take, but I think the Blues outright win. Um, and then I'm also on the overs too for LA Edmonton and for Buffalo Ottawa. So another week where all three of us are kind of on the same board. Let's, uh, you know, let's hope it works out. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, we did pretty well last week. You got kind of screwed in your offside call. I know. Uh, I, I, I was like, yes, let's make this. What a great way to start the, nah, damn it. Thanks a lot, Minnie, with your freaking challenge. <laughs> I hate that damn rule, but whatever. It's okay. It's offside. It's offside. It is what it is. Brady, don't pull off that crap tonight. Make sure it's an onside goal. I need you tonight. None of that stuff. Okay, we got trade talk picking up. We got a big trade in MLB that just happened while we're doing this. So, Teoscar right. Hernandez gets traded from Toronto to Seattle. If you're a baseball fan, oh. that happened. Um, oh and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve my comments being a Jays fan for that one, because I got a few expletives uh, I'd like to toss out there. I'm not going to do that right now. But, hey, baseball's doing it. Hockey's going to be picking up on that side hopefully soon. So we'll see. But we got three games on Wednesday, boys. I'm pretty excited about no offside goals, damn it. <laughs> no, we're done with that. Hey, if it's, if it's Tay Oscar for Chris Flexen, this city won't be happy. So let's see what the return it's worse. What is it? It's worse. It's it's uh, they got a, a prospect, Adam Mako, and Eric Swanson, um, the relief pitcher out of Seattle, who's like twenty eight. So I guess I don't know. Ew. I don't know. I don't like that. Okay, so we'll end on that sour note. If you're a Jays fan, <laughs> well, thanks for listening to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network. Again, feel free to subscribe to us on YouTube at Edgework, and then we're also on Twitch and Twitter and all your streaming platforms for podcasts. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.